This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. My guest today on the record is someone who has been a diplomat, he's been an academic, and he's also been vice president and former chairperson of Rajya Sabha. So he is the perfect guest on the record to speak about what we're seeing, witnessing in current politics and in our world today. I'm very pleased that we have uh, Hamid Ansari uh, as our guest on the show today, and especially at a time when we have just been told that the opposition is going to boycott parliament. First of all, sir, congratulations. You have a new book out. It's your memoir. And for all those of you who are interested, it is a book that goes into detail where uh, uh, sir speaks about each aspect of his life, how he was, what he did in AMU, how he became a diplomat and then also chairperson of the National Minorities Commission. And of course, the most eventful what happened in Parliament under his watch. Thank you, sir, for speaking with us. So I want to start off with something which is most urgent right now. We've just seen 16 political parties announce that they are going to boycott the president's address to both houses of parliament. Now, is this according to, of course, we're told that, you know, this is something there were boycotts in the previous in 2019 as well. But I wanted to ask you, when you hear of this as someone who chaired the Rajya Sabha for so many years, does this come as a surprise to you? How do you receive news like this? You see, boycott of an address, boycott of a particular event, these are all symbolic gestures. And as long as they remain symbolic, they are part of the uh, vocabulary of uh, uh, symbols, but they should not deviate from it. They should never be derailed. That is the crucial point. Do you think, you know, in previous times we have, of course, seen, I think it was you were also there when the whole Telangana was created, sir. And at that time, we saw unprecedented scenes in Parliament. Yes. But do you feel that it is getting worse 
in fact, you know, things like while opposition would always protest and they would find novel ways to doing so in parliament. But do you think that it is getting the whole atmosphere is getting more vitiated as we go along? Well, you are right. It is getting uh, ugly and it is not being done by one side or the other. Every five years, you have a situation when sides change. Okay? Or I suppose. And when that happens, what one side considered right suddenly becomes wrong. And what was considered wrong on the other side suddenly becomes right. You see, the point is parliamentary democracy, or for that matter, democracy as a system of governance, requires the observance of certain a certain etiquette, a certain rules of procedure. And unless those that etiquette is observed, unless those rules of procedure are observed, the system cannot work. You see, whether in times gone by, it would be a feudal system, a monarchical system, you know, or any other kind of system, each system evolves for itself certain rules of procedure. Because it's essential. How do you enter? How do you exit? Huh? What do you do? What do you say? What should you not say? And if you look at the documentation of our parliament, both houses, you will find the set of rules and etiquettes and rulings over the last uh, seven decades about what is done and what is not done. Now, if that is being violated, you know, then it is an unpleasant situation. So which for, you know, for laypersons, which one would you say is, as someone who's had two terms sir, as chairperson of Rajya Sabha, which one would you say is a clear violation or something that you wouldn't have expected to see right now? You see, violations can take place either purposefully or in the heat of the moment. But there is an exercise of persuasion which is critical in democratic functioning. And the room for exercise of persuasion is always there. You may take a little more time. That's all. Okay, if there is contention, you adjourn the proceedings for 15 minutes, half an hour or so, maybe a, a full uh, forenoon or afternoon. And then when you adjourn, you don't go home. You do quiet talking. Because in every political group, there are people and there are senior people. After all, some they've all been in public life for decades uh, who've been ministers or are ministers. You call them together and talk to them. So what is said formally inside the Lok Sabha or the Rajya Sabha, much more work is done quietly in the back rooms, in the committee rooms, in the consulting rooms of the either the Speaker Lok Sabha or the Chairman Rajya Sabha. The two gel together. And that exercise must never be abandoned. And that persuasion and that inclination to persuade must never be uh, poo-pooed and said, this is not working. You don't cast doubt on the intentions of the other chap. He may have his own reasons, you know. I mean, somebody gets up on a 
debate that has taken place where opinion is pretty clear. But there would be five people, ten people who would not agree. And when you come to voting, those two or four or five people would raise their hands or stand up and say, we want a vote. Now, if you ask them privately, why do you know the situation better than us or as good as anybody else? Why do you insist when you are not getting more than two votes or five votes? And they said, no, it's a matter of principle. The principle must be registered even if I am two out of 250. Yeah. I, it happened to me very often. I understood that. They were good friends. You see, the important thing is the chairman or the speaker is a non-partisan observer of the game. That is critical. You know, like a referee in a game of hockey or um, an umpire in cricket. He, she is a close observer of what is happening, how the game is playing, played, who is a good player, who is a bad player, who is an indifferent player. But he, she is never a participant in the game. He inside the house and while on that chair and for the duration he, she is on the chair, doesn't have an ideology other than the ideology of the rule book. Hmm. Which is why, sir, you write about the fact that, you know, you had a rule. And so I understand this whole idea that you're talking about, the idea of persuasion, because you had a rule which you made clear to both sides that you will not pass any bill. You will not let anything happen when there's a lot of din going on. Now, it's interesting, obviously, sir, that since those days, since, you know, you've moved on from Rajya Sabha, that rule, and I guess what you're referring to, which has been talked about by a lot of commentators as well, is the way the farm laws, the three farm laws were passed, sir, because it was without the opposition being there and without there being that kind of... Yes, Let sir, go ahead. State one thing, a matter of principle. As a former chairperson, I shall not comment on what happened subsequently. It is not correct. Each chairperson decides in his or her uh, judgment what is to be done, what is not to be done. So while I may have views about uh, what was done, what was not done, I will not be talking about it. But very competent people like Mr. P.D. Achari and others uh, have written about it. Others have spoken about it. Let's leave it at that. So you were saying that, uh, you know, you you feel that the person who is the speaker or the chairperson of Rajya Sabha, they shouldn't be partisan at all. And oh, it seems, yeah, they, they should be completely non-partisan. Um, and, you know, you don't say it explicitly, but I felt that the way and one instance that you mentioned was the whistleblower law when the legislation went on till late night, that the way the house was conducted and then, you know, there were questions were raised about the fact that it was all brought to an end at midnight and you felt the need to talk about that as well. Since you won't comment about others, you want to use that as an instance of showing that, you know, yes, you were made uh, the vice president and you were chairperson during the UPA, but perhaps there were instances that you clearly disagreed and you made it be known with the rulings that you gave that there was a disagreement. 
No, it was, there was, in the heat of the moment, a lot of uh, venom was uh, directed at me. But my principle was a very simple one. The duration of a house, sitting of a house, is decided by the government through the president of the republic. It is the president who issues a warrant that the house shall meet from this date to this date. And it is for the president, again, at the prompting of the government, to decide if the sitting of the house has to be extended by two days or five days. You know, Now, if that period is over, chair has no authority. Neither the chairman of Rajya Sabha nor the speaker of Lok Sabha has any authority to go beyond that. And if you go into the background of why this is so, there was a famous incident in British Parliament where what is known as the long, uh, long Parliament uh, episode. So uh, the chair cannot become a dictator. I was criticized, but later on, those who criticized me accept it. It took a few weeks for them to accept it and understand the position, but I was right. There was no way that it could have gone any other way. So this, do you feel that less and less bills or legislations are being sent to select committees? And perhaps is that a practice which is, you know, which is, uh, which isn't a healthy trend? It's not a matter of feeling. It's a matter of facts. The data is available. It is periodically uh, made available by the Secretariat of the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha, also made uh, available in a very graphic manner by the um, PRS, Parliamentary Research Service. So we know how many bills are referred, how many bills are not referred, bills that are referred to standing committees, bills which are referred to select committees. But the whole point is this. These standing committees and select committees are joint committees in which every political faction or party is represented according to its strength in the House. And that it is always chaired by the party that is in the government. So two things in favor. One, the chair is from the government side. Two, that the government has enough members present there. Three, that a report can be adopted only if there is some kind of broad agreement. Yes. Or else there will a report will be adopted and has been adopted with notes of dissent. So options are open and there is no difficulty. Yes, it takes a little time, but you can make it a short term or you can decide on a report in two weeks time or you can take two, two years time and there have been occasions when reports have not been completed at all. You see, so each, it, yeah, sure, sir. each step has been carefully calibrated. You know, take um, a simple instance, a law is passed. Now, the rule says that within X number of weeks after the passage of the law by two houses and signature by the president, the government shall bring to parliament 
rules for implementing those laws. And the parliament again has to do a, what is known as subordinate legislation of approving the rules for implementing a certain uh, rule. There have been many cases when rules are not made or rules are delayed by sometimes weeks, sometimes years. That also is available on record. Yeah. So nothing that happens in parliament, in relation to parliament, is a matter of uh, state secret. It is public knowledge. So would you say, sir, when we talk about coming back to your persuasion thing, that perhaps what would have been ideal while we are going, we are seeing these instances of even the president's speech, which should be something that should be appreciated and listened to by all MPs of all parties, that are you saying by talking about persuasion that, you know, it's something that government managers should have organized, should have reached out to people, all parties, opposition parties, these 16 opposition parties, and it could have been something which was avoidable? Theoretically, yes. But a prerequisite for that is open communications. You know, between the government, between leaders of opposition. That is the prerequisite for functioning of parliamentary democracy. If there is no communication, if there is hostility, then communication breaks down. And when communication, whether at individual personal communications or group communications, they cannot work. Hmm. And After I all, this... what do we do as individuals in society? If I don't talk to my neighbor and my neighbor does not talk to me, then what happens if there is a problem? Hmm. You're also critical about the fact that, you know, Aadhaar bills being taken as money bill or the fact that the government felt that they were justified in, you know, pushing a legislation through without the select committee, that they felt that majority having that mandate of more than 300 MPs in the House of having a majority in and very close to now their numbers are increasing in Rajya Sabha as well. You seem to disagree with the fact that numbers, that sheer numbers cannot mean the backing or the true sense or the true meaning of democracy. You see, you're asking two questions in one. One is the use of the rule, 109 is the number, if I remember it correctly, which empowers the Speaker of Lok Sabha to certify a piece of legislation as a money bill. Now, there has been a certain etiquette about it. Uh, sometimes the etiquette is uh, impinged. And I know a member went to the Supreme Court on it and Supreme Court is, has given a ruling on it and is also cogitating about it. So let's leave it at that. And the But the point is that you cannot make if you make traffic rules and say this is a money bill, okay? If you make uh, rules about uh, uh, aviation and such, of course, everything involves money. But that is not the definition of a money bill. And the British Parliament has a better system, which for one reason or the other, we have not adopted, that the Speaker of House of Commons consults 
you know, the leading opposition parties so that there is no contention on these matters. Uh, again, it's an exercise in communication and persuasion. But surely that happens even now, sir? Not sufficiently to my understanding. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, one of the things that you, you know, reveal in your book is that your, these ideas that you had and these rules that you had, especially the one about not letting things happen when there's a lot of opposition, it didn't seem to go down very well with the prime minister. Tell us about that. What I've said, I've said in the book, there's nothing more, more to be said. This was a view which has been expressed again and again by different people. You know, when one side was in power, this view was expressed, but another side is in power, this view is expressed. You see, you look at it this way. The government party is in a hurry. The rest of the parliament wants to see why the hurry is there and what is behind the hurry. So take a little more time. You see, the point is, we have had a derailment in our system of parliamentary governance. If you go and check uh, the records of the 50s or early 60s or even late 60s, parliament would sit for eight, 90, 100 days in a year. Now it is sitting for 60 days, maybe more, maybe less. So how can you finish the work in this time unless you make undue haste? And undue haste is uh, embodied in this kind of uh, exercises. So, so you, obviously, you obviously weren't very happy with the fact that they, they cancelled question R and zero R because the pandemic had limited. So they limited a lot of other things as well. So you obviously you don't think that was a good idea. No, no, I had a lot to do with the question R and zero R. Uh, when I got to that chair, the first hour was the question R. And that was followed by 30 minutes of zero R. And in, before that, every me member of parliament has some concern or the other. I won't say valid concern, less valid concern, has a concern. There may have been a rail accident, a road accident, somebody got murdered, whatever it is. And he, she wants the earliest opportunity, you know, to suddenly stand up and say, this has happened. Okay. I found that this was cutting into the questionnaire. So I started a process of consultation with uh, uh, leaders of political parties. And I said, the questionnaire is precious. It is precious because it is an exercise in seeking the accountability of the executive. That's one part of it. It is also precious because it involves on the part of the executive, a lot of work and a lot of expenditure to collect the information which the member is seeking. So if the time is wasted, then it's a waste on both sides. And I hit upon this idea that we could do a procedural change and not have the first hour as the questionnaire. It took time. It took a good bit of persuasion. But ultimately, everybody agreed. So it was changed. 
you know again give everybody a little time uh, when i was uh, on my last day in parliament when very nice things were being said about me by all mm-hmm. concerned the late uh, mr jetley uh, said uh, you know he had two zero hours <laughs> one in the chamber one in the house and one afterwards in his room my point was simply this hear the grievance that's all so i kept myself open to grievances that's all it is not a superhuman exercise it's a very normal exercise and maybe given my background as a uh, diplomat for almost four decades after all what is the weapon in the hands of a diplomat any diplomat persuasion you don't carry any uh, bofor guns or anything like that just okay. persuade you persuade your adversary that there is a meeting ground and the same exercise was done in parliament with great considerable success and so when it was stopped you felt you grieved for it when it was stopped last i do grieve i do grieve because accountability is one of the principal functions of uh, legislature you have to hold the executive of the day whether it is at the state level or at the central level accountable accountable for big things accountable for small things and that is done only by asking questions so if questions yes, are not asked the executive is very happy every time the question hour was disrupted the ministers were delighted <laughs> yeah well so i can really see uh, you know the diplomat in you uh in display during our interview because uh, without saying so much you still got your message across and and you know thank you so much for spending time and talking to us on the record about your book and also your views about how parliament is going thanks for speaking to us sir you see this is not a diplomatic message this is a human message yes what we do in our normal life we cannot abandon when we enter the portals of legislature continue to communicate continue to persuade that's all nice talking to you good to see you again after all these years and you, you sir Thank when you, and where do you propose to air uh, this well tomorrow morning it will go out on all our websites and all and i'm trying to get this also on our uh, in the newspaper because in as part of the package today so it just depends on how it is but otherwise it's going to be everywhere tomorrow morning onwards on Thank our you. youtube channel on the website in hindustan times website um and on twitter there'll be small clips of it on twitter as well all these new forms of communication yes yes sir badly. yes sir thank you sir nice speaking thank to you thank you okay sir bye 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 Well that was a conversation and that brings us to the end of this episode of on the record if you would like to share your views on it do tweet me at sunitra c or at hd smartcast send in your feedback and i'll be back with another episode so join us then goodbye this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast